プルプルプラパップルプルパパップ See how I have something at the end there.、Uh, this is Ringwood Finest, episode 11. I'm on it. Today we're going to be reading Paranariva, Paranirvana, Paranirvana,、uh, and then the commentaries. So let's go ahead and just get into it. This is Ringwood Finest. All right. In his 80th year, the Buddha became ill. He admitted to Ananda that the time of his departure was near. For, he said, his body was like a worn out cart that could only be kept going with difficulty. Only in meditation, he added, when all senses of his body had been transcended, was he at ease. The Buddha then addressed his monk, saying, All components, all components, all competent, all competent, okay, all competent things grow old. Work out your liberation with diligence. Time awaits for no one. In three months, the Tathagatha, Tathagatha, he who is thus come, Will enter Nirvana. <clears throat> Then the Buddha, accompanied by many monks and with Adonan by his side, walked to Pava, stopping at the mango grove of the smith. Kunda, the smith, received instruction from the teacher. Then, with his heart glad- gladdened, fed the assembly a lavish meal. During the meal, the Buddha ate some mushrooms. Immediately, he told Anadad to set a dish aside and let no one else eat of it. Let no one else eat of it, for the mushrooms were spoiled. Sounded like he was tripping balls. <clears throat> Shortly after this, he was struck with such pain that he could hardly stand. When the pain abated, he and Anadad set off for. Kazana. The Buddha was, was weak. They walked slowly, taking their time to complete the journey, resting by the riverbanks and beneath the trees as they went. During that journey, the Buddha counseled Anadad that no one was to blame Kunda, the smith, nor was the smith himself to feel any blame. Two meals are supremely precious to all Buddhas, he said. One is received just before the one who has thus come attains the perfect enlightenment, and the second is the one received just prior to, the, to a Buddha's entrance into nirvana. Therefore, he added, everyone should know that with this final meal, Kunda, the smith, has established a very good karma, beneficial to himself and others. There is no reason at all for him to grieve. At last, they arrived. I'm, I'm kind, uh, so, kind of dad, kind of, kinda, kinda made the meal, the, the mushrooms for the, for, the,、uh, for the Buddha, I'm thinking right here, unless I'm missing something. And he eats、uh, the mushrooms, and it's like these mushrooms are bad. But honestly, I just think he's tripping balls. But we'll see. <clears throat> at last, they arrived at the salsa tree, uh, solitary uh, grove of the models. At Corsiana, 
Um, at last, they arrived at, at the Saw Tree Grove of the mall at the malls at Kusriana. On the far shore of the Haranative Hiran, River, it was almost three months to the day from the time of the Buddha's initial pronouncement of his, of his going in, forth into Nirvana. Then the Buddha turned to Anadad and said, Anadad, please set up a couch for me between the twin solitary trees with my head laying to the north. I must lay down now. I can go no further. Weeping, Anadad did as the Buddha requested, spreading and folding a cloth over the gray stone uh, couch that lay between the trees. The Buddha had then reclined on his right side upon the couch and ever mindful, alert, and self-possessed rested beneath the trees. Though it was out of season, the twin solid trees flowered. The blossoms rained down from the branches and from the sky. An unearthly music sounded. Anadad was astonished by the, those, these miracles. But the Buddha said, It is not thus that the world-honored one is truly reverenced. Those who do good, who uphold the practices and perhaps of good character, who fulfill their duties in life, both great and small, who gain the... Uh, gain an entry into the Dharma and discover that they and all beings are in intrinsically Buddhas. It, it is such as these who, whether monks or nuns, laymen or women of this faith or any other, truly reverence the Taigata. Now known and a dad, this very night the Taigata will enter Nirvana. There will be no more limited return in store for me, no further error or suffering. The birds grew very quiet and uttered no sound. Sitting along the branches as if in a trance, their bodies relaxed. Ordained partis, partis, pr practitioners, advanced disciples and beginners, their faces covered with tears, gathered in the grove as the lights of the afternoon deepened and gathered. Go, Anadad said Buddha, and tell the moths that it is time. They will be stricken with grief if they are not permitted to attend me now, before my nirvana. Anadad obeyed the order. The malas, their eyes streaming tears, came, out, came at once, and Anadad presented them to the reclining Buddha. Family by family, then anguish in their minds, they stood weeping among the trees of their solid grove. A lone truth seeker named Sama Subhada, troubled with doubts, arrived hoping to see the Buddha while time remained. But Anadha refused him an interview, saying, The exalted one is growing weaker, friend. The hour is late. Do not trouble him now. But the Buddha, overhearing, asked the wanderer Sabahada be admitted to him. Sabahada questioned the Buddha, and with the Buddha's replies, his doubts were resolved. He was admitted into the order, the last disciple to be personally accepted to the, by the Buddha. Then the world-honored one, seeing Malas still caught in the nest of distress, spoke, of, spoke as follows. In the hour of joy, it is not proper for you to grieve. Your despair is quite inappropriate, and you should regain your composure. The goal so hard to win, which... For so many eons I have worked hard for is now at hand. 
when that is one, there is no earth, fire, wind, or air present, but, uh, but unchanging bliss beyond all objects of the sense and a peace which nothing can take can ever take away. When you hear that and know that no becoming mars it, when you hear of that and know that no becoming mars it and that nothing there can ever pass away, how can there still be any room in your minds for grief at Buddha Gaya when I want enlightenment, I got rid of all causes of becoming, which are really nothing but a gang of harmful vipers. Now the hour nears when I also will get rid of this body. The crystallization of my own thoughts. The crystallization of my own thoughts and deeds arising from an endless past. Now that the last and the frightful dangers of becoming are about to become extinct now that they are to be blown out like candle like a candle's flame is blown out by the wind now that at last i emerge from the vast and endless suffering is this really a time that you should grieve so spoke the sage of the shakayas the buddha shakai mean uh, muni the eldest, the oldest of the Malas alone found strength to reply, we all weep, but why? We should look upon the awakened one as a man who has escaped from dangers of a house on fire. The gods see it like that. So should we, too. Yet the cause of our grief remains. The mighty man, the Tagata, once he was one nirvana once he has one nirvana will pass beyond our knowledge and sight when those who travel in wilderness lose their guide they fall into distress this is how we feel people who walk away from a golden mine with no riches are the pitted are to be pitted likewise those who have seen the great teacher ought to have gained some spiritual achievement of their own world honored one this is why we weep the old man spoke to the point then the buddha the best of men aiming at the at their welfare addressed them at a final time liberation cannot come from the mere sight of me it demands serious efforts and actual spiritual practice but if someone has truly seen my daharama then the, that person is released from the net of suffering, even though they have never seen me at all. Similarly, they mere sight of a physician cures no illness. One might actually take the medication to be well. The mere sight of, of me enables no one to conquer suffering. Each, per, each person has to meditate and discover the truth themselves. If disciplined, a man or woman may live as far away from me as can be if he or she only sees the sees my daharama then that truly sees me as well but if a person should neglect to strive in concentrated calm for higher things and though they may live quite near me to me it will be as if they are far away so work hard for truth's sake do good deeds and strive resultly for mindfulness. Be vigilant. 
Remember, life is continually shaken by many kinds of suffering, even as the flame of a lamp is shaken by the wind. In this, the sage, the best of all who live, encouraged and fortified the malas. But they went back to Kersaniner. Each one felt helpless and alone, as if crossing a swollen river on a dark and stormy night. How disrespectful for them to feel upset. Just with all this stuff the Buddha said. Come on, you know. Uh, I digress, you know. Uh, disrespectful mofos. Jesus, to be sad when the Buddha has given you so much. <clears throat> then the Buddha turned to his close disciple and said, Everything comes to an end, though it may last an eon. I have done all I could do, both for myself and for others. I have disciplined in heaven and earth all those I could dis I could discipline. I have trained them and motivated them and set them in the stream that leads to liberation. Hereafter, my Daharama shall abide for a generation among living beings. Recognize the true nature of living of the living world and do not be anxious separation cannot be avoided all that lives is subject to the this law yet strive for the this day onwards that it shall be no more when the light of wisdom has dispelled the darkness of ignorance when all existence has been seen as without abiding substance peace ensues when life draws to an end a peace which seems to cure all long sickness at last well, sickness does end because you're because you're dead. Everything, whether stationary or movable, is bound to perish in the end. Be mindful and vigilant. This, I mean, the time for my entry into the nirvana has arrived. These are my last words. As the Buddha entered nirvana, the earth quivered and the fire bands fell from the sky. Rivers boiled. The heavens were light lit with fire. Thunderbolts crashed. Winds raged. The moon's light waned. And in spite of the cloudless sky, darkness spread everywhere. Beautiful flowers opened out of a season on the solitary above the Buddha's couch. Um, and the trees bent down over him and showered his golden body with flowers. The mighty five-headed Nagas, the great serpent, stood motionless in the sky. Their eyes red with grief. Their hoods closed as with deep devotion they gaze on the body of the sage the guise of the pure abode remained composed deep in their non-attachment to the, the things of those of this world the kings of the gandharvas and the nagas as well as the yakshas and the De devas who rejoice in the daharama all appeared in the sky mourning and absorbed in the utmost grief yo that last sentence was tough it's a lot of words i didn't know <clears throat> the world when the great sage had passed beyond becoming like a mountain whose peak had been shattered by a thunderbolt it became like the sky without the moon like a pond whose lotus the forest ha uh, has withered only those who truly understand the deep import of the buddha's teaching were not shaken to their depths for like the Buddha himself, they knew well that it is nature of all things to pass away. On the seventh day after the passing into Nirvana, the body of the Buddha was born to the shrine of the Malas, where it sat upon a perform perfumed prior 
and co-signed to the flames. The bones that remained were honored to uh, honored for another seven days. Then, at last, these final relics were divided into eight portions and distributed equally to the clans and territories among whom the Buddha had wildlife most often travel and talk and talk. And that's that first. That's the end of that story. That's also the end of a section. Now we're on the Jakarta tales. After that section two, we're gonna go to the commentaries. Um, that story, you know, the Buddha's dead. You know, it's a, it's a sad. It's a it's a, a character that I I really enjoyed. I like liked how petty he 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 went about things. You know, I liked well not even petty. I just you know what I just like how he went about his life. I feel like he taught a lot of lessons and. He helped a lot of people, and even to the last bit, he called you ungrateful for crying about him leaving. Uh, it's, it's amazing. Is uh, a, a true hero? Um, or the Buddha, not he, could be anybody. Uh, but we're going to read the commentaries, and we'll, we'll keep on going here. All right. After 45 years of teaching, the Buddha entered Nirvana. The moment is revealed as a powerful and fitting culmination of an active and generous life. Usually we see the Buddha laying on, on his right side on a stone couch uh, between twin solid trees. He is teaching until the end, considerate of the needs of those around him, confident in the reality of his teaching, surrounded by monks and nuns, lay people, nagas, great serpent beings, devas, God-like beings, the animals, spirit, spiritually very strong, yet spontaneously old and physically weak. Many carvings and painted scrolls depict this moment in all its beauty and intensity. Seventeen century later, seven, seventeen centuries later, the Buddha monk poet Saigo, viewing blossoms, wrote this verse: "I saw in." Yoshiano's billows of blossoms that long ago, time of great passing, when the saw trees surrounding him suddenly turned as white as cranes. <clears throat> Though almost 2,000 years had passed, Saigo looks at blossom tree, blossom and, and sees the Paranirvana. The moment of the Buddha's nirvana is unrevealed except for the enlightenment itself. In the depth of feeling, it evokes the impression it has made on the Buddha's Buddhist imagination. The two events, enlightenment and the nirvana, com complement each other. With enlightenment, the Buddha breaks through to Preeminence, the serpent sub sub substratum of all existence, and what is internal and abiding is brought dramatically to the fore. At the time of his parinirvana, the passing of all things, the impermanence of all created forms is given preeminence and becomes, in effect, his final eloquent teaching. The enlightenment and the paranirvana 
permanence and the impermanence taken together reveal the essence of the of the Buddha's life as teaching. In Foundations of the Tibetan Mysticism, Lama Gavadin, speaking about the Buddha's life and teaching career writers. Oof, semicolon. We're about to start reading something else. I'm so sorry, y'all. <clears throat> Those who keep aloof from the context of life miss the opportunities of sacrifice, self-negation, ne uh, of relinquishing hard-earned gains, of giving up what was dear or what seemed desirable, of service to others, and of the trials of strength and the temptation and ordeals of life. Again, to help others and help oneself go hand in hand, though one cannot be without the other. However, we should not force our good deeds upon others for a sense of moral superiority, but acts of spontaneously from the natural kind of selflessness which flows from the knowledge of the solidarity of all life and from the indescribable experience of oneness gained in meditation and experience whose universal character was expressed. Do the right thing because it's the right thing to do, y'all. No other reason. Just take some time to meditate and think about those things. <laughs> yeah. In general, religious attitude of the Mahana, it, it, it was the knowledge of solidarity, which, however, existence upon the path of enlightenment and which made him renounce his own immediate liberation. When meeting the Buddha of the previous world age in order to gain perfect Buddhahood through the experience and suffering of the countless rebirths and the practice of the Buddha Hastafa virtues, which would enable him to reach the highest aim, not only for himself, but for the benefit of innumerable other beings as well. It was this knowledge which made the Buddha return from the tree of enlightenment in order to proclaim his gospel of light. According to which the 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 faculty. All right. <clears throat> it was in this knowledge which made the Buddha return from the true the, the, the it was this knowledge which made the Buddha return from the tree of enlightenment in order to proclaim his gospel of light. According to the which the the fac the faculty of enlightenment Buddha is inherited in every living being. When whenever this fallacy becomes a conscious force in any being, a Buddha Buddha Hastava is born. To awaken this consciousness was the life task of the Buddha. It was this that caused him to take upon himself the hardship of a wandering life <clears throat> for 40 long years instead of enjoying for himself the happiness of liberation. Wow, that was a section. I struggled through it. All right. The appellation to Tadahagata literally he who is in thus come is a traditional title of the Buddha. It implies a condition of total presence in which time and space, past and future have been thoroughly transcended. 
Nirvana's literally means extinguished or blown out. Wow. So when I say reaching Nirvana, I say reaching death. Like I'm trying to reach no death. I'm trying to reach death. So in the group, Nirvana means death or extinguished. I'm sorry. It doesn't mean death. It means extinguished or blown out. Or according to some sources, cooled down, implying that all causes in, uh, leading to limited existence, i.e. greed, anger, ignorance, have, like a candle's flame, been at last extinguished. So it could just mean something's been extinguished. It doesn't mean it is. So it doesn't mean you're dead. The group Nirvana is just like extinguished or blown out or like, you know, something has ended. OK. Um, it may also suggest a complete stilling, hence blowing out of breath, which is said to occur in deep meditation. A full Buddha, Buddhist tradition holds being free not just from all limited existence, but from even the subtle cause leading to limited self-centered existence does not die, but enters fully into nirvana. The death of such a one is parinirvana. It enters into nirvana. The version of the Buddhist parinirvana is drawn from the Komarsamwami. Buddhas and the gospel of Buddhism, as well as from Asvagashi, classic Buddha Ritik, as it appears in Kozan's Buddhist scriptures. The Parinibbana movements themselves are mostly quoted with some adaptation and editing from Kozanzi. All right, I'm not trying to be hard on myself because, you know. Life's about learning and getting better at things. But boy, was that hard. I didn't, I'm not enjoying how I read that. But you know, let's look at ourselves a couple of years from now and see if I'm any better. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening. I appreciate it. I'm reading with finest. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good story. And, you know, I like death. But. Not that much, you know, not that much that I like to see the Buddha die. It's a good character. And I still have much to learn about the whole Nirvana thing. Um, but hopefully as we're reading on, we'll, we'll, we'll learn more about it. All right. And now I'm out.